1: The hot sauce sprinkling, the magic twinkling. But I know what it's like to go go to sleep alone at night and cry out to God. I'm useful and I'm ready to be used by the most high. Black is a weapon that you were gifted with. You are the original God. Welcome. You
2: are tuned into Monuments to Me, brought to you by Revolt. This is a safe space for honest and relevant conversations intended to recharge Black women and fuel Black girl magic.
1: We're your hosts, Akila, Friend and Dawn Montgomery, and each week we'll be addressing a range of topics from self-care, entrepreneurship, to politics and relationships.
2: Join us as we explore and bask in the joys of Black womanhood. Welcome back. We're here with Monuments to Me. Thank you for checking us out. And please make sure that you like and subscribe everywhere that you see us. This is, of course, a Revolt Network podcast. And today, I just think it's one of those things where we have these plans, right? Where how we want to do things. And then, lo and behold, either Mercury Retrograde fucks it up or God says, hey, this is let's do something different. Or the universe just sets up everything to be where it's like, no, change it up. This is how it should go. And I'm going to allow our guest to introduce herself because I think... We already have an idea of where we're going to go with this conversation, but I want her to have the opportunity to use this space to really introduce herself to many of people that might not have heard of her or know who she is so that she can really, really allow me to
1: really go there. Okay. You like the way that sounds? I'm here for
2: <laughs> I <can> Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I am Teresa the songbird. I am Teresa the sound of a new generation believing in realized destiny From the south suburbs of Chicago, Illinois, living in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. I am the hot sauce sprinkling, the magic twinkling, viral poet, author of the poem, You So Black. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just grateful to be here. I do a lot of things. I do a lot of things well. I do a lot of things poorly, but we ain't here to talk about them.
2: Oh, well, well, I mean, that just shows that we are human. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hello, hello, somebody. (laughs) So, first and foremost, I just want to say... And knowing you and researching you, there's so many layers. And so I want to try yeah. to touch on as many as we possibly can, because I think <laughs> it's beautiful when you have a black woman who, in so many ways, knows how to express herself in all the ways. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because most women are so very guarded or they don't want people to see something like, oh, my God, I'm going to be judged Yeah, for yeah, that. yeah. But I literally love how you are fully yourself. Thank and
1: you. how did you get to that point? Oh, I my mama's gonna love this because she's the answer. Shout out mom. Yeah, my mom is the answer. <laughs> I asked my mom, maybe like last month. I was like, Mom, mm-hmm. how did you get so delusionally confident? Okay. Okay. And that cause that's really what it is. My mama okay. could be dead, super dead wrong, right? <laughs> but the way she is confident about Listen, what she is doing, you would be like, I, I think trust that's a trait this person. All of us have. <laughs> and but that's really what it is. My mom grew up. The oldest of all of her siblings. And she was always... She was taking care of somebody from the age of like five or six years old. Mm -hmm. So when you are constantly in charge of everybody when you know and from such a young age you do become an authority in your house how
2: most black women are and she just
1: Uh really passed it but because that's how i saw her just living in her life Mm -hmm. i just thought that's how you're supposed to be oh you're supposed (laughs) to be delusionally confident (laughs) when i was five i took apart a walkman cassette player Mm because i just knew I could put it back together again. What well, did you put it back no, together? No, we broke the hell out that thing. Am I allowed to say hell? Yes, you we are. broke the hell out that cassette tape. That Sony Walkman. My daddy was mad as hell I broke that thing. Springs and wires and battery backs, every but the com- but the confidence you had but in my brain I was like I am a genius right. and I could look I take apart the shape thing where you put the hole the <laughs> circle in the circle hole I take the circle out the hole I put the circle I can do this too
2: <laughs> So in knowing that yes. knowing that you get that you've inherited that you've seen it be displayed how do you manage to move around in the circles that you're in and be around people who might not understand how, how that comes off because for most people it'll be oh well she's loud or oh yes. well she's too much yes. or oh well she's because again we're talking to black women now we might have some other listeners that are listening but you can probably identify these things because in especially in corporate world like if we're dealing with corporate people oh that's that's no you can't do that because that's not what you're supposed to do how do you deal with being in those type of spaces and and still managing to
1: remain yourself <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember the handful of times that I've embarrassed myself in front of uh, other celebrities because I was not able to handle myself. Okay. So uh, I'm going to start with that. It's okay if you can't. Like, (laughs) let's, let's start there. It's okay if you, like, physically in your body... When I moved to Atlanta, I might have been here maybe like two or three years. And I was at an event okay. where CeeLo Green was upstairs and I was doing the show downstairs in the same event space. And my producer was friends with him. Right. So he's okay. upstairs chatting it up with him. And he come downstairs. He's like, yeah, man, you need to come up and meet CeeLo. I immediately was like, nope. Okay. Can't do it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Can't that. do it. Not because I don't want to. But because I can feel, Mm -hmm. I can feel me inside Lunching, losing it, being a fan as opposed to being appropriate, right? Uh Uh I did a show, I was involved in a a week of events just this past weekend, and Supercent, the sister who owns Crayon Mm -hmm. Case, was there. And I was so grateful to be able to sit Mm -hmm. near, you know, and share VIP section with her and not lunch out. I was able to honor her, Mm -hmm. shake her hand, have Mm -hmm. a conversation and not lunch out. Okay. Right. But she's definitely someone I admire, someone right. who I would like to do business with again. And I think about those things. My uh my role manager is with me. She's like, you don't want to take a picture? I said, no, I'm not looking for a picture. I'm looking for an opportunity you know to what? do more work you with know her. What?
2: People really get on to me about that because of the circles that I'm in or the people that I know or associated with. I think for me, because you saying that off-rip. The fact that you can control yourself, let's start there. Right. That
1: says a lot.
2: But to know that you're not trying to be in someone's face to try to No, like, I'm not trying
1: to be your fan. I mm-hmm. want to be able to I want us to be able to build another that. opportunity to I work together. And the way you have to do that, now that I'm in the space I'm in and people come up to me and they laud me, they they think I am this huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I know what it's like to go Go to sleep alone at night and cry out to God because you feel like something is still missing. I know mm, what it is hello. to battle imposter syndrome. And so I reckon that if I'm going through that, how, like, I'm certain that every person who is trying to keep up appearances in Hollywood is Uh feeling the same exact way. We are all the same human being, more or Mm -hmm. less. We all born, we all gonna die. And once you realize that, it takes the sting and the stigma out Mm -hmm. of the person you are dealing with. You recognize Mm -hmm. that they are just a human being. And Mm -hmm. the more light, the more notoriety, the higher up on the mountain you go, the Mm -hmm. more. You are exposed to people. The less you want that, the less you want to constantly be trying to take pictures and having someone holler your name and chase you down. Yes. Mm -hmm. They just want to be human beings and left to their own devices. So that's what I've learned how to do is when especially like when I did uh, the Trumpet Awards and I know I'm going into a space that's filled with celebrities Uh In advance, when I did Tamron Hall, and I know I'm going to go in this space that's filled with uh, network executives and celebrities, and I'm like, look, God, keep me quiet when I need to be quiet. Keep me useful when I need to be useful keep me jovial. Let me be a light to all of the mm-hmm. people who are working in this space. Let me let my presence be so well in this arena that they want to invite me back. That I leave everyone around me feeling better because they've had the opportunity to meet me today. I love. Let that. me sit in that spirit. And if I, I can't it. sit in that spirit, close my mouth and shut me up and put me in the corner until <laughs> it's time for me to do my job. Well
2: maybe that's something I can learn right there. Like for real because
1: that's for me is it. If I can't, my answer <laughs> is just be quiet right. and wait till they till somebody point right. to you and tell you where right. to
2: go. So you're still yourself but yeah. you're,
1: you're able to
2: navigate and use discernment and when you need to be that or to sit back and just observe and take in what's yes. happening around you. because I'm still
1: loud and I'm still country. Mm-hmm. I know that. That's not going to change. <laughs> That's not going to change whether I'm talking to my homegirls or whether I'm talking to a room full of mm-hmm. white people. Like, I know how to code switch, but I don't care for it, you know. Right, and I, and right. They, right, because I was getting ready to point out that's not code
2: switching, didn't no. it, in my opinion. Because it's um it's a matter of you understanding and respecting an environment as well as the people that happen to be in that environment. And um co- we all really know what code switching is. So that's not it. So I'm glad that you pointed that out because another thing, I just feel like that's, that in itself, knowing that type of expression or how you are and how you present yourself. Like, we were talking about your nails. We were talking about the colors. We were talking about, y'all, she got her thighs out. Let me tell y'all. Just y'all know I thigh. love, y'all know I love a, a good up. thigh. that's expensive. I, you know, we I can love, only afford one you know, thigh. I love a good thigh meat weather type pose. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.
2: Talk about how, how long it took you to get to this point, to really just... Exude that and how you how you show up, you know? Like because most people I know for me a lot of people will say, I wear black a lot. I love black. I really, really do. I call myself very like sporty chic in a sense. Yeah. Because I love like being comfortable. I love being, I'll be sexy here and there, but I'm definitely gonna be wearing black somewhere. But the thing is is for me, it's easier, like because of how my life is. I'm not always, like, wanting to sit down and figuring out pieces and outfits and things like that. I got a whole side of my closet that's nothing but black clothing. I know what I can pull out of there and immediately just put on and gone about my day. Now, the colored side, <laughs> I literally have a colored side of my closet. <laughs> Segregated. Listen, the colored side, color side of my closet, I'm like, whoo child, does this color go with this? Does this go with that? And you literally look like Joy. Like, it's like, and I'm sorry, I'm not over exaggerating or anything. It's just literally when I came in, you know what I dealt with before I came in? It was like, oh, she's calm. Oh, look at her face. She's joyful. Like, I like that. Absolutely. How did you get to that point to really express yourself
1: through how you present yourself? Because for a lot of black women, they may not know how to get to that. I think it really happened in steps when we, when it comes to the hair I've always been one of them people who changes their hair when their relationship changes. Uh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was big so, on so that. So which relationship you in now? Right, right? right now we by ourselves. So okay, we by ourselves right, for a right. little that's while. That's okay, too. When but that? I was in a relationship that was really tumultuous. Me and the brother are still really good friends. We actually mm-hmm. co-parent a couple of his children together. That's dope. Yeah. But, you know, he's like my brother. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's where we live now. But at the end of that breakup, that's when we lost all of this right here. <laughs> That's when we lost all of Y'all. this right here. I went to I spent I spent like 10 days in Baltimore. My homeboy mm-hmm. was a barber. I was like, "I want you to cut my dreadlocks off." He was like, "I'm not going to do it. Right. You have to do it yourself." I snatched a pair of scissors off that boy and just did it. <coughs> Ooh, and that's how we got here, but everything else has just kind of been I hate looking like other people. Mm-hmm. I really okay. wanna go I, I try to go very out of unique. my way to be very unique, mm-hmm. to be one of a kind. Now that I've had more time, I make my own clothes. I love so that. So most of the most of the uh events you see me at when I did Tamron Hall, the okay. dress I wore I made. I mean, it took me two days I did do yeah. that. That was so beautiful. Yeah, well, I'm a good one, I'm a good girl. I'm proud of my you little girl. dress you on national Listen, television. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> took me two <laughs> days to make that dress, that's it. Did we have a pattern? No, we did not. We just <laughs> made the thing. You know understand me <laughs> but I it think is think that's dope. Yeah. I think that's dope because a
2: lot of people let's let's go here with that. A lot of people they either dress for what they want their lives to be like or they dress, you know, for success, that type of thing or they dress based off of how they want people to receive them, and you're just saying this I dress is how, how I, I want evolved. to. Yeah,
1: I. Now we are in the age of dressing how we want to feel. Mm, right, love that because I coming out of COVID and coming out of a bad breakup, mm. I was dressing for to be looked at. I was dressing mm. to fill a, fill a void of not having that love in my life anymore. Then I hurt my back. I hurt my I had like six injuries back to back. I literally Ooh. just sprained my ankle two days ago. I don't Ooh, know what's wrong geez. with me, but body, body just ain't, it's just, it's just, it's just yeah, letting go. Right. But in the midst of hurting <laughs> my, my back and stuff, I wasn't dressing like anything. I mm-hmm. was in you know the least amount of clothing possible right, to make my life easier right
2: yeah,
1: and but coming out of that, uh like I was expressing to the sister, I had you know God had given me some dreams about some things that I needed to readjust in my life okay and even though I'm not a huge fan of that term like soft girl era, mm-hmm. I am into the idea of creating more softness for myself and, and being intentional in my beauty. Ooh. Right. Ooh. So now I dress because That's... I want to feel beautiful in the Wait clothes that I wear. We got to go back.
2: Cause y'all know I'm, I'm good for a quotable be intentional with your beauty.
1: Yes, ma'am, that sounds so peaceful. It is. It, 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 it's a difficult place to get to. In all honesty, if, it, if you're a person who was battled with, Feeling beautiful, Mm -hmm. especially because I I like I'm in this realm, right, where I get to be Teresa the songbird. Mm -hmm. And when Teresa the songbird is required to show up Mm -hmm. because I've been on television, it's branding. There's an expectation that the Coca-Cola can is always supposed to look like the Coca-Cola can, right, right. right? You've seen me. Look one way on television. Y'all don't want to see what I look like when I wake up. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You see me on television, so when you see Teresa the songbird, I do my best to deliver her Uh all the time. Mm -hmm. So it came to a point where it was a job. Even dressing the part was a job that's Mm -hmm. only for this part of my character, right? Right, right? So I've had to learn to, like... Embrace more of the Teresa the Songbird in every aspect of my life. When I go to the grocery store, I put on clothes that match. That tell a color story that make me feel cute. That when I'm walking around in them, I don't feel like somebody grandma or super old auntie. That I feel like one of them young, fun aunties with the My short auntie. with the short blonde haircut, you know what I'm saying? I know that's right. Yes. I know that's right. Definitely aunties who don't have no children, who they travels said. out of the country all the time. The auntie. Yes, that's that what they auntie. call it. <laughs> yes.
2: But I love that because in knowing that at one point you were doing it for the brand or for the part. You, you eventually, you know, kind of healed yourself from that. Because for yes. a lot of people, they get stuck in that. Because what if you're no longer that? Then how right, do you right. evolve into what's next for you? And because I think that's the beauty of black women. We're so multifaceted. Yes. Like, we're not one thing. We're yes. not this or that. So for you, how do you use that type of self-expression as well as poetry to really kind of like carry that out to encourage other people. Oh man,
1: well I have the luxury of being uh, a polymath, multi-talented, a genius in- Wait, go back. Polymath. Okay, because you know, you know, we, you know we, gotta, we gotta say that because you know- P-O-L-Y-M-A-T-H, I think got that's it. how you okay, spell okay, that, got, polymath, got it, got it. <laughs> right? And it's like a person who is very highly skilled at multiple different types of things okay. right so like outside of that, like i got my degree in music mm. I, I studied opera when i was in college on top of being like a writer a real writer a poet mm. a performing artist an actress mm. i do graphic design i paint i make clothing i do production right i do productions i do hair come on now like <laughs> You know what I'm saying there's I have multiple avenues mm-hmm. of expression, and especially right. when it comes to my creative stuff, the things that are I feel like they're for me my painting, my music, my poetry, mm-hmm. specifically in those arenas and and making clothes mm-hmm. they tend to be avenues that are tapped into according to my emotions, okay, right, okay. like when I am angry, mm-hmm. when I am pissed off at whatever for whatever reason when my spirit is agitated. Okay. Ain't no painting. No. There's no painting because my so hands get that shake, right? Out? My hands shake so bad. So how do you get that out? So I use instead of... Okay, so if I'm angry to the point where I do not know what to say, mm-hmm. I make music. Like I make oh, actual... I like make that. beats. I make sounds. I use the sound uh-huh. to like capture the idea of how I'm feeling. And
2: see, music is very therapeutic. I've said yeah. this numerous of times on here. Like I use music to really like... Shift moods, but absolutely. at the same time, like, I love, like, finding new, new stuff, new, like, samples. And putting and, somebody like, on. Oh I love to put somebody I on. I will do that in a minute. So I love
1: how you're, you're utilizing that as a form of healing, too. Oh, absolutely. When I hurt my back, my acupuncturist was like, you're a musician. You need to be using your music to heal yourself. Say that again. She said, you're a musician. You need to be using your music to heal yourself. Let's and see, I made... Wow. A playlist, girl, my playlist, the gospel music um look, I knew it was working when I was listening to they That Way on the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's all that right there and I'm dancing. on the floor doing my little exit, my hip exercises sobbing, sobbing through out. that song. Understanding like the connection of like being in this space in your body when you are in pain and working your way back to a a level of homeostasis and Mm -hmm. feeling that understanding the the words that are coming into your spirit that you need to wait on the Lord, you know, that the goodness is coming for you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) They shall mount up on wings like an eagle and soar. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and never faint. They that wait. You got to be patient while you're in your body hurting. You got, and not just patient, but joyful. I believe in music as programming. Mm. They're already using it to program our children against us. It could, you should be able to use this as a weapon for your own victory Mm. as well. So I guard like how you, you pick your friends like you pick your fruit and you need to guard your energy like it's your life. You know what I'm saying? That part. So talk about,
2: like, how the role of community in supporting and encouraging black women, our self-expression, how important that would be. Like, because oh, I man, know that's we, we had another thing that we talked about before.
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. yeah recording
2: and I'm we'll, gonna we'll get there but how important is it to have like that support system and community to get to that point where you can fully express yourself
1: man so it's like a double it's like a two-sided thing right mm-hmm. because as you begin to express yourself you often feel like the only person doing it that part especially yeah. like as a black girl doing i as an opera singer in college. Now, where did you go to college? I went to Milliken University now, in, Decatur, the Illinois, De-ca- in Decatur, Illinois. In Decatur, Illinois. The, the soy capital of the United okay, States of gotcha. America. But You're I was... doing that. Yeah. I was one of four black students to start. To, my freshman year, I was one of four black students in the School of Music. When I graduated, I was the only black student to graduate wow. that year I, from the School of Music that year. But oftentimes, I would be the first the first black girl yeah. out doing poetry, the, the, the first black girl you see in all of these cases. Mm-hmm. And what it did was give other black girls who might have been hiding that little light yes. under a bushel It gave them permission to come out and say, hey, come I do on, this thing Asian. too, right? Mm-hmm. But then you also look at like, we create community by being bold enough to be the one to step out first. Mm-hmm. I look at me being able to be a poet now and like, I'm grateful that I'm knowledgeable, not just about like, the new poets but like history and people like sojourner truth who wrote ain't i a woman too and one to be a former slave writing
2: like hello right and then all the things we're not supposed to exactly and then Mm -hmm. to
1: be lifted to a a national platform to be able to share these words Mm -hmm. you know what i mean to be the only one doing it she didn't have a community to hold her up, but her boldness created the space for a community to follow. Mm-hmm. So while I am grateful that the community exists for black women, mm-hmm. I am more grateful that we empower the boldness. The boldness in our spirits to Ooh. be unafraid to be the one that does it first to kick down the doors mm-hmm. to knock can i say shit yes could knock all the shit off this table oh, and okay. be like you gonna give me some room over yes. here shawty. Yes. not I, just I me but that. i got a sister who i brought with me she that ain't saying nothing but th- right th- her here. name is felicia and she right here and me and her <laughs> both finna sit down
2: but that part right there because now because you're the first it's up to you to really go find the second, the third, and the fourth. But you don't even fourth. have to find and most of the time them. they'll find they, you. Right. they
1: they 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 come up out the woodwork come on. immediately. Come They'd on. be like, oh my god, wait, wait, I was in the back and I heard you like, was I in the building. Know
2: we could do this. Exactly. Like, okay, got you. So for you, like, can you share like how poetry, like how your words are coming out? to express that feeling just in general or how when the words do hit you how are you able to formulate okay this is what I'm thinking this is how I'm going to say it and this oh, is how I'm going to deliver no because you could write one thing and you can look at it and read it and say it and it may not come off off as that vibe that right, you're feeling right. so how do you how, how do I process? get
1: so my process is feeling vomit first okay. and foremost. I get my pen and my paper. I'm old school. I do not. Do, I'm not one of the people who's trying to type their poem on the phone. <laughs> the only time I'm doing that is on an airplane or if I'm not like because I get right. motion sick, so I try to get the thought out real fast, mm-hmm. right? But other, even when I get through with that, if it's gonna be a poem, it still gets transcribed, paper and a pen okay. into a notebook, okay. right? But I write out. I write all of my feelings about whatever it is that I'm feeling. I write. All of it out. Okay. And then once I do that, I really start to think about, like, the deeper ideas. Have I missed a thought? Mm-hmm. And not just my feelings, but I'm out, I'm about solutions, right? So I'm mm-hmm. not just writing to to be salty. I'm writing to figure out how to unsaltify myself. Come on, unsaltify. Right? So we, are, we, we write out, we vomit all the feelings out, and then we start writing ideas about solutions and where that goes. Okay. And then we go back and we, like, sometimes... I'm not writing in order, right? I'm just writing the idea. Right. So right. I go and I pick the best line, the thing that the the Shut jazziest thing, the jazziest thing, and I'm like, all right, bet that's where we're gonna start. That's gonna be the beginning of this piece. And then knowing how I want it to end, normally I write the the very beginning and the very ending, and then I go back through wow. all the vomit and I put it in order. Wow,
2: wow! So you're a true lyricist. Quiet as this kid. Yeah. Like, no, not quite. Like, loud. rain yeah. matters. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: that's how it feels a lot of the time. Like, just my homegirl used to describe it as, like, the words circling around you, mm-hmm. voices you hear whispering at you all the time until mm-hmm. you, you pull it down. And then sometimes it is just that. It It is exactly word for word, the way I wrote it. And oh. in those cases, it's that... It feels connected. I feel like I have like plugged into the source, and the
2: source is like, this is what it's going to be. Because it's not what it's not like what most people think it is, where it's like everything has to rhyme.
1: No, not always. Not Mm -hmm. everything doesn't always have to rhyme. And I don't think that people should be looking at poetry. Not everything also has to be uh, entertainment. I really feel like poetry, the act of putting your thoughts from your brain onto paper. Is something that everyone should be doing. And see,
2: we've talked about journaling on this, yes. on this podcast consistently. But I, I tend to tell people, depending on what you're writing about and how you read it, that could be a form of poetry for you. Right. And how you're expressing yourself. So if there is an aspiring poet that's listening, right, or someone who's like, oh, well, I love my stuff that I write in my journal and I wouldn't mind standing up, you know, saying these things in front of people, what would your advice be to them to kind of like really hone into what their full self-expression is Oh be?
1: man you gotta go uh, let's get get you a good friend behind you close your eyes and let them push you out into the water. <laughs> Old school, like an old school daddy at yeah. summer camp. You he understand, man, like the- for real, for real. Just, like you just have to, you have to do a scare jump. Mm-hmm. Go to an open mic, even if you are too scared. Go to the open mic the first time and just be an observer. Mm-hmm. Go to the open mic the second time and put your name on the list. Mm-hmm. I don't care a if process. you have to turn to your back process. to the audience and do your poem backwards because you're too scared to look out. At the people, you have to train. It's all muscle memory. Mm. Eventually, the body, the body gets like used that. to being on. Because I get nervous every time. Are you still every get nervous. Every single. That's how I know I love it. Oh. Every single time, right before they call my name, I'll be like, "All right, let's get it together." <laughs> but then I also know I'm finna kill. I'm finna give these folks something they right. never seen before. And but I'm. I'm useful and I'm ready to be used by, by the most high. So I center mm-hmm. myself in, in the space of being used and being useful. And then I go up to that mic and Hulk smash. I feel that. I feel that. So one of the things like you consistently talk
2: about is having either the friend or your sister or yeah. someone that's in community with you. So one of the things that I, we talked about now I'm ready to get there is like just communal living. Like, yeah, me and, and my to sisters. Me, that's that's like. Something that I always joke with my best friend about—we've been best friends for over twenty years—and I'm like, "Girl, just if I find a house with an extra bedroom, you're coming in. Like, you're you're moving in, and it's more than just moving in with your people. Like, talk about the type of like ex- self expression that you get from living in a communal space, right? Number yeah. one, yeah. Number two also not settling because I know where you're going to go with it but I want you to be very very specific oh, well, because because I feel like this is another way that black women can figure out how to express the things that they want that they desire that they want to create in their lives because we can manifest and we can do all of the things. I mean look at us. We're black women. Like yes, we yes, are superior yes. in my opinion. But at the end of the day, we never really challenge ourselves to be in uncomfortable situations. And communal living can be very uncomfortable for some people. True.
1: Well, for me, I'm lucky because my communal living is with my biological little sisters. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? My little sisters are identical twins. Aww. So the three of us are coming together under one roof, which is dope because it allows all three of us to save money. Mm-hmm. One, like we all have a plan. We love each other very much. The house is large enough for us to be together when we want to be together and apart when we want to be apart. Right. Right. So in the space of just being an individual, living with other people, I think it's important that you really know the people that you're living with. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's more than a roommate, you know, because I had a roommate, too, for a long time. He was like my brother. And similarly, Uh, You know, it was nice to be able to have someone to share my bills with. I ain't never had to touch no garbage. You know, I never took garbage out. I don't don't know what that life is like. You know what I'm saying? And (laughs) I appreciate that. And then having a man in the house, Mm -hmm. even if it was, you know, just it's a mouse. Get the mouse. You know, we in Atlanta. It's a lizard. Get the little lizard. All kind of
2: critters.
0: All kind of
1: critters and creatures. Right. (laughs) But also because now I'm in this space where me and my sisters will be living together And we, you know, we talk about like what it's going to be like dating and all of that with all three of us together. And my notion is I feel bad for the brother trying to come and date me or my sisters six months, a year into us living together, because I don't think there are two people I love more on the planet Earth Uh than these two women. Right. Right. And vice versa. Like They love we all. There's a love there that also means protection Mm -hmm. it also means provision it means that I don't worry about how I'm getting picked up from the airport or getting picked up or dropped off on time or what I'm gonna eat how the bills are gonna get paid none of those things are a worry because I have a team to lean on so as some fellow comes around wanting to be a part of my life come on right and want to be either you got what you gonna do you moving in
0: if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. ba da ba ba At participating McDonald's.
1: You moving in with me and the sisters? There's two other people you have to impress Absolutely on a day to day basis, or the other option is you moving me out. But look at what I'm, look at how I'm living. Right. Look at the quality That's of life hard. I'm in. I'm, I'm more or less in a mansion, sir. That's you hard. want me to move out the mansion with my sisters into right. your dusty, uh, nine hundred square foot two bedroom apartment? You better not
2: have no air mattress. That's all I got to say. Because. Look, of-
1: I just think that at this point, like, I have a couple, another set of friends who do poetry here in Atlanta, and they are sister friends who live together, right? And both of them have uh, significant others. I, I think they still live together, even with their husbands Children. That's so and, dope. But it, it allows room to be a village in your home mm-hmm. for your children to understand what it's like for people to get along uh-huh. together. Even in the space of, like, my sisters, like, you know, I am more or less like a, a godmother to two children who I'm super, I can't call them children, teenagers and a, a full adult, <laughs> 20, 24 and 15, full, full on big people, right, mm-hmm. at this point. But... My fifteen year old godson, you know, I spend a lot of time with him and my sisters are prepared. They are ready to be new aunties again for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I
2: love that. I love that. So and knowing that, creating that space, holding that space for each other. Yeah. Understanding that if somebody comes in, they've got to do blah blah blah. You've got to like be more things. How do you think that would help more black women, especially in such a society that we live in today?
1: I think, one, it reduces the number of black women who end up staying in less than adequate situations for themselves for the sake of, oh, I need if I'm not with him, who's going to help me Take care of the children. You you know, you choose being uh, beaten down or verbally, emotionally, physically, financially, financially abused
2: yeah.
1: um, for the sake of a household when the truth is you got a homegirl up the street. And the two of y'all could put y'all money together or she could work full time and you could be home child care for all of your children together. Y'all could come together and make a plan. You could have a peaceful home, a clean home. You would still be able to both y'all. You you could still date if you wanted to date. But you also you eliminate this notion that I have to have come on this man around in order to have a, a functioning household. That part that in itself is empowering. Absolutely. But it also allows for the men who come along, one, to see the amount of effort. This is some Proverbs 431 stuff right here. The men who come along to see the way you live, Mm. to see the way your household functions, to see Mm. that there is a a symbiotic pouring into happening in this space. And now that you see it, sir, what can you bring to this space? Mm. Or you see that I'm taken care of. I don't really need you to come in and be the atypical man but I do need an intimate friend I do need someone whose shoulder I can lean on uh, a confidant a lover whatever that thing may be and then you can actually be more I think it allows men the room to be more human Mm. and less of a wallet I love an open bank account I think a lot of women look at these brothers like open bank accounts and what can you do for me Mm -hmm. as opposed to like he's a human being he deserves to have a vulnerable space, just to be right. a friend, a right. man, just a man who doesn't need to do anything extra for you, but listen, talk. Very true, but I'm gonna tell you something.
2: There's a price on that for me, so I'm just like, uh, you know, she charging like the sex you know, phone lines. Listen, you get three ninety nine a minute, brother.
1: Listen, you want to talk run about your mama? Three ninety nine a minute. I'm
2: here for you. Trust, but um, sir this this needs to help pay a bill somewhere Come on, but no i get i get you i get you 100 <laughs> <laughs> but what i really want to say is, is i think that that's a beautiful thing to talk about and really to share right now because of just of how Things are happening across America right now. We're not talking about the world. We're talking about America right now. So, like, do you ever feel like you're going up against in this space for what you do and how you present yourself? Do you ever feel like you're going up against, like, oppression or any type of, like, racism and things of that nature? Because, I mean, for a lot of people, it's more like they'll say, like, okay, I'm doing this thing. And I don't run into those issues or I'm just me. Does that make sense? Because yes, a lot of people yes. who are free thinkers or, or who are very creative, they don't see America as America right. sees itself. Right? I am.
1: I am blessed in that despite having grown up in Chicago, being raised in Mississippi, uh, living. As I heard an adult. it. I heard
2: it. I just want y'all to know yeah. I heard Mississippi. So I just, right. you know, I didn't even I didn't even know that till she said it. Yeah. Like. Mississippi through and through. Right, absolutely. We're going to talk about
1: That's a whole other subject. We're going to unpack our Mississippi (laughs) connection in a minute. Uh, But, yeah, I was coming up in Chicago, growing up in Mississippi, Mm -hmm. living my adult life in Atlanta. I have never, ever, I I was really, like, racking my brain. I ain't never had a non-nigger call me a nick. I ain't never had that happen in my whole life, right? But I do find every now and then I go comment diving on some of the when people repost my poem Uh and every now and then I go comment diving and I might catch you see one or two in in the comments in real life but nothing nothing visceral in real nothing that is directly for me in real life but it doesn't (laughs) stop me from holding space for everything that I see going on right and I'm a deep thinker so I'm looking at everything I understand everything everything about capitalism is about control if y'all want to if y'all want to the uh, conspiracy theorist version of Teresa the Songbird. We can get into that (laughs) in a little bit. But I I recognize that all of this stuff is really like, all of this is fear-mongering at the end of the day. And like I said, I'm about programming or reprogramming. I'm the sound of a new generation, Teresa the Songbird, the sound of a new generation believing in realized destiny. Everything that comes out of my mouth is meant to program your life for the betterment of your living, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about, None of that other shit. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Yeah, gotcha. Like, my goal is... Is my vision, my purpose, my plan, like I use You So Black to lift people of color into Mm -hmm. a space where you understand that, yes, black is a weapon, not to be used against you. Black is a weapon that you were gifted with. So you need to Uh. to let your weapon glow. You need to let your weapon shine. Uh. You need to empower (laughs) your weapon with information. You need to empower your weapon as a voter. You need to empower your weapon as a woman, as a man, Mm. as a child of blackness, born of melanin and light and darkness and goodness Mm. and Mm. stardust all at the same time. That's you. You are original. You are the original being of this planet. You are the original God, Mm. man, God, woman walking on this earth. You are the thing that God breathed into and said, let there be life on this planet. Let there be a steward over the grass that grows and the animals that walk and fly and swim. You are the original God. Yes. So yes. ain't nothing, all, this, all the rest of this is meaningless information. Right. As long as you know that at the very beginning, it's about the programming. And if you keep your eye on the prize, if you keep your alignment vibrating in the fact that you are the greatest thing that God has ever made. Yeah. That's the only thing you will attract is greatness. Mm. Mm. The only thing you will attract is greatness. Oh,
2: girl, that is a lot. So, in being in these spaces, right, mm-hmm. and knowing that, knowing what you just said, how are you able to really like make sure that other women, like you, you have your little sisters
1: don't know the age range? Oh, there, yeah, I'm, I'm. Y'all need to know how I'm grown. My sisters, <laughs> right, 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 My sisters are three years younger than me, so we are okay, very both. close in age. Okay, so and we all grown, and that's so, all you need to know.
2: <laughs> but, but with that. Knowing that you see how with the things that they go through, you saw you've gone through whatever you've gone through. How are you trying to connect with the younger generation? Are you doing um, that? Are oh you actively yeah. like placing yourself in spaces or whatever? Look, like talk about that's that. a
1: huge platform of my business is making art and culture available to the youth, right? Yes. So I do. I did earlier this year. I did a uh, uh, assembly with some kids from 100 students from Booker T. Washington High School. Oh, I love that. Uh, you know, I'm super plugged in with my my godson and my goddaughter. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that everybody need to have him a teenage homie. You need to keep you somebody around you all the time that is living and in their teenage. And it's state. not
2: just for youthness or the youthfulness of them. It's more so like. You will really open your eyes to what these kids are having to deal yes, with. Because it's not the
1: same life. It is not. It's not at the all. same life at all. And they keep me super connected. I was just talking to my guy's son today, and he was like, Yeah, AT, I had my friends, and I was asking them, you know, we was talking about poetry, and I asked them if they knew any poems and if they knew if they knew what your poem was. And they was all like, Yeah, everybody knows that poem. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, AT, I was just cheesing so hard. Because right, like, right. you know for him I'm like mama you know what I'm saying right, gotcha. but to for for him to also see that mama is somebody that part right yeah. and that he has access to someone who has experienced success on some level like I am grateful that my life inspires him mm-hmm. you know what I mean but also he teaches me we talk about music we talk about culture And not just what I know, but what he knows. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I did not listen to no mumble rap, no drill rap. (laughs) I wasn't doing none of that stuff. (laughs) But because of TJ, he was like, A.T., it's a time and place for all music. It Uh. just matters. It's just what time and what place, Right. right? So... When he's when we're in the car together, he's putting me on mm. to new music. I we was watching uh rap caviar, and I was like, oh, you got to see because his his uh favorite rapper is Tyler the Creator. So oh, I, I love like, him already. Yeah. I've
2: talked about Tyler the Creator right. on this podcast too. That's one of my favorite so we were watching, artists. He's the and first his, episode and of rap his, caviar. His his evolution, if we were to talk about Tyler created just for a brief moment, his evolution as an artist and as a young man right, right. should be studied and talked about right. consistently because that young man came in very chaotic into the industry and at this point, he's one of the top. He's up there with Pharrell, Kanye West. I, you know, say Kanye, but hey, you know, producer wise, Kanye West. Um, oh my God, I'm going blank for the top producers, absolutely in the
1: industry. Absolutely, and, and co- I'll even give him because I just finished watching the Wu Tang Saga. He really also gives me RZA vibes. Yes. He really gives the vibes. He has an understanding because it's not just Tyler; it's the whole. What is it called? The Odd Family. Yeah. yeah so that whole the, odd friend. There's
2: like he created a whole. He brought world. his homies together, and, and all he of them are the successful. He, amongst his homies, he is the abbot. Like all of them Absolutely. are successful, and they all thrive. Yes. So Yes, I love that for your for for him. Right. Like, that's, so, that's but that huge. is that
1: is the connect. Like. I love hip-hop. I love music. I mm-hmm. love art. So being able to have a young person, because that's my nephew. He wants to, you mm-hmm. know, that's his thing. He wants to rap. He's the mm-hmm. MC, uh-huh. you know, and he's, you know, he's teaching himself some things. His dad, both me and his dad are in the industry, so we teach him what we can. Uh-huh. But what I also love about these young kids, like similar to like T.I. sons, they're not looking for their dad's help. Uh-huh. They're like... He appreciates having us around, but they want so bad to get it out the mud, to get it for themselves, right? And I appreciate that so much. But when it comes to these youth, you have to be the one to go to them right Mm. it's not the children's responsibility to come find you and find the solution you have to make yourself available so I do a lot of networking with teachers with folks who run schools Mm. I volunteer my service with the kids especially with kids of Canale my kids y'all gonna have to pay me but these children of color I'm not I'm I'm so serious (laughs) about that
2: because they have more funds and they have more resources and we're gonna be 100% honest about that and most of our schools do not so therefore yes I, I remember back in the day, I used to do speaking engagements a lot. If I had a, you know, predominantly white school or some some college I'm going like to you know, I don't mind I'm a asking get the money. about an honorarium I'm if a you get have the money. One. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to go find maybe one or two other schools that I can volunteer my time yes. or, or, or give back to. In that form of light, so I I understand that one hundred percent. So, and they need
1: that. The Mm. kids need to see that. They need to see art that isn't necessarily the art that they're used to seeing. Uh Especially doing Uh poetry, you tell people you bring in a poet, and they thinking they're finna get something super boring or super or something that's not really engaging. And then you bring me. I turn they some kids ready. and and not, not ready. ready at all, man. <laughs> and we have us a good time. And the kids, you can see them lighting up. You can see I them hearing That's themselves huge. or seeing themselves. You can see the girls who write poetry being like, oh, she do what I do. You can see the dudes who rap listening to my wordplay and being like, oh, she the coldest ever. <laughs> I know, little boy. I know bars. <laughs> I know. You Respect know. my technique. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, that, though, it, it invigorates the kids to follow their own quirkiness, their yeah. own weirdness, their own ideas, their own thoughts. And just like we were saying, I was saying earlier, even if you don't ever use poetry as mm-hmm. a form of entertainment yeah. you can use it as a form of a uh, trauma release mm-hmm. you can use it as a form of problem solving yes. you can use it as a form of journaling yes. uh, but i wrote journal heavy from the time i was nine until i was 14 and when i was 14 i started writing poems mm-hmm. so i didn't really journal anymore but if you read my poems from when i was 14 to 15 you could see what was happening in my life right you know gotcha gotcha
2: I love that. I love that. So that leads me into just one thing that we consistently ask all of our guests on the show. And it's a great question. You've touched on some a lot of things to where I feel like it's going to be, you're, you're going to answer it very, very well, or you're going to pull from some of those things and really kind of reply to it this way. But the question is, is what is your dream for Black women?
1: Oh, man. I dream that every Black woman... Recognizes that they are a magical goddess created from the supreme being, mm. meant to be loved and protected, mm. meant to manifest, meant to be a resource, an ever flowing river that will provide quenching to the thirst of a nation. Ooh. I wish for black women. All of the softness. I wish for black women that your tears be collected mm. and sat in museums as a form of of lauding <sighs> of the pain that you've experienced and the strength that you have mustered in getting through. I wish for black women all of the joy and happiness. None. Of the turmoil and darkness that we have experienced. I wish for black women ease, freedom, comfort, happiness, and peace in the body.
2: Yes, God. And we receive it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We receive it. Listen, like I said in the beginning of this episode, this was not... (laughs) what was put in our production notes. Do you hear me? No, yeah, we ain't gonna talk about poems. <laughs> <laughs> like, and the thing was, is I did my research, looked, looked you up, listened to some of your stuff. And I was like, no, there's gotta be something deeper. There's something else there. And when I walked in, you know, I, she was like, girl, like, we need to talk. And I'm like, yes, you know. And I appreciate that because I think that for our listeners, what they're gonna take away from this is that... If they do the work, like the inner work, look yes. into themselves, yes. really sit
1: down with themselves, look, figure it out. And sometimes that takes time. There. And, and people does. are afraid. It's not an That's the best thing. way, like like I'm telling you, I was on the floor weeping to they that wait on the Lord. Having paid Okay, so I'm gonna tell this story, right? I have okay. a homegirl <laughs> who is going through uh and this happens to a lot of us going through an ugly divorce, right? Mm, yeah, and, and at the, and at the beginning mm-hmm. of that process, I was doing her hair, and every conversation we had was just everything she said was "I just don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have, I don't have patience for myself." What you mean? You don't have patience like with yourself? A lot of black women say right? that because they don't feel that they are given permission. You don't give yourself permission. The time to get vulnerable mm. with your own stuff to honor that little person in you that's broken, that, that needs a hug, hug. Yes. that may not be like, oh it's my like especially my homegirls case, I feel so, you know, she doesn't have a parental support system, both mm. of her parents. Well, one is not available and the other one is passed on, right? Mm-hmm. So you know going through all of this stuff and you don't have a mother to lean on you don't have that other that divine feminine energy to link yourself to that's why it's so important to have these friend groups right and i tell these stories to women you know black women especially we love to not love but we live to suffer in silence we will carry our little thing all by ourselves because we don't want to be a bother to our friends girl you better call your friend and be bothersome I be loud with mine. I be like, girl, do you
2: have the mental capacity to take on what I'm calling you about? Yes. Or do you have the mental capacity to listen or hold space for me? I don't need you to reply, but just hear me out.
1: And see, I'm the friend who's like, and if I call you and you be like, what's going on? What's wrong with you? Why are you answering the (laughs) phone like that? What's going on immediately? What's going on, girl? I'm having a bad day. What happened? Let's unpack that. Let's unpack that. (laughs) Holding Them space. is my favorite words. Let's unpack that. <laughs> talk to me. I did that to my mama the other day. Oh, mommy, what's wrong? Well, I got the the, the pastor done asked me to do this fast. Listen. And I done, gave up coffee. And now I just feel, I don't know. I said, well, let's unpack that, mommy. Let's unpack that. Let's, <laughs> let's unpack it. Back. Let's talk about it. But that's really what it boils down to is that we have to create for ourselves. You have to have patience with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you need to, you have to take down this lie you've told yourself that you have to suffer alone mm. call your homegirls bother your friends they have been waiting for you to bother them so they yes. can help to hold you up that part that but that also part. like listen
0: who needs an alarm in the morning when mcdonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off ba-da-ba-ba-ba
1: Honor the child in you. I got a homegirl, another poet named K-Love. She did a tour where she talked about, it was like the love and lipstick tour, right? Mm -hmm. And she had this one part of the tour that really stuck with me. And I always, I don't ever want anybody to think this is my idea because it's not. It's Kendria K-Love's idea, right? And she would say, what about the baby, right? Now she's like, if you have a baby, you wouldn't leave your baby with half the men that you allow yourself to date. So you need to treat yourself (laughs) like the baby, right? In every bit of the day. Has the baby slept today? Have you fed the baby today? What did you feed the baby today? Has the baby been drinking Coca-Colas and Red Bulls all day? Have you given the baby any fruits and vegetables? Mm. Who has touched the baby today? Right, right. Is there any accountability for the person who you are letting hold the baby? Mm. All of that. And when she broke that down, I was like, what about the baby What about you know and that's what it makes me think like as we we lose patience with ourselves and you all you lose patience with your inner child you lose patience with that little nine-year-old you that have all of these dreams and ideas and you that's the person you need to be the most patient with the older you get the more you bless to live life you really need to honor the dreams and ideas of that little person you were because that was an innocent dreamer that was the best Mm -hmm. of yourself you know they may not you may not have had the finances to fund your fantasies at the time but right. you had the the imagination to fund your fantasies right. and you need to now that you got the finances how dare you not fund come the on. fantasy come on fund the fantasy let's unpack that what about the baby and fund the fantasy yeah, what about the baby quoted by <laughs> K-Love the poet from, yes. sh- from Chicago now living in Baltimore well if
2: people want to find you on line can you yes. tell them where to go to find you because i'm so sure they're going to be coming for you
1: <laughs> i hope so um and in the good way i don't in want y'all to look, yes, i told yes, y'all yes. i've not been called that. the n-word to my face by a white person <laughs> i'm not trying to have that happen tomorrow because y'all heard this on the podcast please Absolutely don't do me die. like that, that uh but you good. can find me everywhere i'm super easy to find T H A Songbird. That's my website, T H A Songbird.com. Instagram, T H A Songbird. If y'all got a little extra finances, Cash App, Dollar Sign, Tha Songbird. I know that's right. Hey. Pass the offering plate. Please, please. Please do. Please.
2: And thank you all for listening. Please make sure you share this. Always like and subscribe. And you know where to find us on Instagram at monuments to me I'm your co-host here rolling solo dolo but hey we rolled this thing on out
1: yeah we had us a good (laughs) time
2: dawn montgomery here and we are out thank you for tuning in to monuments to me thank you to revolt for allowing us this safe space to have these important conversations if you like what you heard today then subscribe and
1: tell a friend to tell a friend about your new favorite podcast
2: Head over to Revolt.com to stay connected to all things Monuments to Me.
0: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive.
1: At participating
2: McDonald's.